his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Hello again, everyone. It's me, just like everyone wanted to hear, again, me, with episode 191, getting closer and closer to 200. This is the Hoosier Happy Hour, presented by none other than Big Banter. Um, It's me, like I said, it's me, at Brandon Dubich, on Twitter. With me is producer Seth, back from Jamaica. With a fun topic, I think, you know, um, it can seem every pod I think is probably called haters, right? Seth, every pod, no matter if you're IU, you're Purdue, you're, you guys are haters. You guys are haters. Not this podcast, not this one, not this episode. Seth, what are we doing on this episode? It was your idea. Tell the people, what are we doing on this pod? We're going to be the nice guys. So last week you had Newman on. I think I always felt like I was like the resident Newman, the guy that always stuck around, but nobody wanted. You got the real Newman last week. That's fine. Whatever. This week we're playing nice guys. Yeah. So we're going to, we were, we were mean the last two weeks. We poo pooed on everybody. Um, What, you know, Michigan. Oh, the reigning champs are dead. Nebraska's Midwestern purgatory. Not today. Not anymore. Today, we're going to do the unthinkable. This is terrible production in work. We're going to be nice guys and say something nice about every Big Ten program challenge laid down. Brandon, can we do it? I think we can. This was super fun. I had fun, um, you know, sometimes, honestly, sometimes doing an outline's a slog. It is, especially when you're college football in February. But I, I had a great time. I had a great time. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to go team by team. Um, yes, I know we got commits. Yes, I know there's been huge junior days. We just had a five-star quarterback. We'll get that when Brad comes back. Brad will be back here next week. We'll cover junior day. We'll cover commits. We'll cover visitors. We're going to cover all of that. But right now, when dad's away, Seth and I are going to play. But before we can do that, Seth will kill me if I don't get to the housekeeping. The housekeeping is, again, the house is on fire. Fire sale, um, all merch. You you know what it is. We <laughs> say it literally every time. The shirts are 10 bucks. You get a free sticker. You got 10 bucks. It's bonus. Did you get a bonus? Did you get a bonus? Maybe you didn't get a bonus. Maybe you did get a bonus. Who knows? You got 10 bucks. Give it to us so we can get you new merch. That's how this works. You buy our merch, then we get more merch. So fire sale, 10 bucks shirts. You got you know where to get us by now. We're we're at Happy Hour IUFB. No more LEO podcast. We are Happy Hour IUFB. Check the link in the notes. And again, Patreons. Slowly but surely, you're getting there. I promise. You've seen Tino on other pods. You see the strength and conditioning coach. We can get him too. We can get him too. We need you guys to buy in, and we'll buy in. Okay, you buy in, we buy in. Everybody wins. Speaking of everybody wins, 
Let's get into it. Let the nice guys. Nice guys in this pod, they don't finish last, Seth. Starting first is Illinois. It's like your second, it's like your ninth favorite, second favorite team. Kick us off about something good about Illinois. The Chicago and St. Louis pipeline. It seems year after year, they have guys from St. Louis, East St. Louis, Chicago, the suburbs. They've always got a guy from Prospect Heights, Mundelein. They've always got a guy from Aurora or Rockford. It seems like every year they've got it tapped in. They know where their best players are coming from. And a lot of times it's St. Louis and uh, and Chicago. Yeah. So I, I went with this a few ways. There's there's sometimes I go this, that. For Illinois, for me, I have three players. I have three players that I'm going to be nice about with Illinois. And the first is Dickie B. Dick Buckus. How can, like, this is the first thing I think of when I think of Illinois football is Dickie B. Another one, because he's right around our age, Juice Williams. Mm-hmm. How, how did you not grow up in high school playing football and want to be Juice? Like, Juice Williams was awesome. Awesome he to was, watch. He, he was the NCAA college football video game version of Michael Vick. He was that like 98 speed, 98 acceleration, could throw enough to get you by, and you could just go out there and play and, and have a hell of a season. Yep. And then this one is a little bit of recency bias. I got a, I got a third player, and that's Tommy DeVito. Did you get caught up in DeVito mania this past season? Of course. How could you not? God, that was so much fun. He's not a good quarterback. Like we can no, all agree. No, no. That was fun. So, um, so yeah. So th- those are my three: Dickie B, Juice Williams, Tommy DeVito, part of the family. Let's jump to Iowa next. What do you got? What do you, what do you what nice you gotta say about the Hawkeyes? Did they make tight end sexy? They did. did they make the modern sexy tight end? I mean, you got George Kittle, you got Noah Fant. We can go up and down Hawkinson. We can go up and down the roster. They have about 12 of them on an active roster in the NFL right now. It is just Iowa tight. Laporta started coming on at the end of the year. Well, middle part of the year, I should say. I mean, up and down the roster of NFL teams, Iowa tight ends. So to to piggyback on that one, um, I'm in a big money fantasy football league. Um, I drafted Sam Laporta. My team name was Sam Lasquerta. Um, <laughs> I love Sam Laporta. It's it's a uh, it's not a dynasty league. It's a keeper league. Um, so and I drafted Laporta in the eleventh round. So I'm I'm definitely another year of Sam Lasquerta. Um, will uh, will will be on my roster. Um, so you said Juice Williams was your Big Ten quarterback. For me, it was Brad Banks. Do you remember Brad Banks in the Mm -hmm. NCAA football games? Mm -hmm. Um, Those teams were pretty bad. So, like, the the Juice Williams teams were pretty good. Um, I like being Brad Banks. There was also another Missouri quarterback that that I'm not thinking of that was also super fast. Brad Smith? Um, Brad Smith. The guy who became a Jets wide receiver. Brad Smith was also super fun with to play in NCAA 14. But then also, like, the first thing I think of when I think of Iowa football isn't the jerseys, um, which are very Steeler-like. Uh, but it's a, it's a children's hospital wave, honestly. Aww. That is best tradition in college football? Best tradition no. in college football, I think? No. No, no. no I think it is. Um, it might be the most sentimental tradition in college football. I love it. I love it. So th- those, um, 
My I had I had the Children's Hospital and and Sam Laporta as as my two. You go first on Maryland here. Oh, okay. Um, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I have four things. Um, but 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 none of them are really all that nice. Lay them um, on me here. Let's go. They always have tons of Samoan dudes. I don't know. That's pretty okay. cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's yeah. always like three guys. Like, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce that name. And um, and they're all good. They're almost always uh future NFL prospects. Yeah. Do you um I know you've seen the movie Any Given Sunday? Of their course. their jerseys and flag reminds me of a team from any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. So like every time I watch a Maryland football game, I'm like that 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 was any given Sunday filmed during a Maryland game. Um, the reason I know it wasn't was because there were actual fans in the stands. I <laughs> uh, see. Honestly, the turtle cast, the turtle cast deserved that. Um, and then honestly, for me, the Scott Van Pelt, SVP, numero uno for me. All right. Okay. I I had flags and turtles. Yeah. I mean, not the, the turtle flags- cast, though. The, the flags were totally on point. As soon as you said any given Sunday, I, I knew exactly where you're going with it. The mixture of the the, the flag branding, the the way they put on the helmets, the way they do the little thing through the fans where they have the, you know, the flag kind of wave and go away. All that's pretty cool. I have to admit um, it feels very I, soccer. Like I don't yeah, watch Premier yeah. League. Right. But it feels very Premier League. And sometimes they don't have enough fans to do it the right way. And so it ends up being like halfway up the stadium. It goes, um, but it's cute. It's fun. And then turtles, turtles are awesome. Again, I have made fun of the Testudo name before. It makes no damn sense. You know, you got Terry, you got whatever we get. We went over all the different names you could possibly name a turtle. So I think they aired on that side. But other than that, turtles are pretty damn cool. I mean, I first pet was a turtle. Of course, it's almost everybody's first pet. Come on. First cartoon show you watch. Heat the turtle. Heat the turtle. Yeah. You got naming problems too. Tell <laughs> it to my son. Um, all right, let's. This one I struggled with. Um, oh no! Okay, all right. Michigan. Um, I think what I'm what I'm most thankful is like they shut up the national media and other conferences about the national championship streak. Okay, right. Like, okay, can I stop here. Like I can. I my my Florida State fans can be like, when's the last time the Big Ten won a championship? And and you know the SEC, you know, um, can can just shut up about it now. So so I have that. Um, hey, Michigan, you shut everyone else up. Love that. And then Michigan was also my high school fight song and and colors. So yeah, they'll always be a little near and dear because eh, who doesn't like their high school fight song and 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 colors? So here is one that was a little bit easier for me, and it's the M Club. Um, you see that big banner that they all touch when they come onto the field and it says M, uh, you know, go Michigan or go big blue or whatever. It says M club supports you or whatever it is. Um, and the thing about the M club is, is as players come and go, as coaches churn in and turn on, they've, they've had some you know, dog doo-doo coaches who have gone through there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they demand excellence and they pump money into that program. They have an awesome booster club. And it ends up being one of those things where when we talk about programs, um, you know, they are truly one of those schools that doesn't matter who the president is, doesn't matter who the athletic director is or who the coach is, who the players are. Um, that booster support network 
is always in place and is the one constant that's always moving that program forward, which is why when they fail, it's so, so funny uh, because they try so damn hard and the fail is so epic. Um, but, you know, years like last year, they're insufferable on the other end. Of the anyway, anyways, the M Club ultimate supporters one of the best booster clubs um i've ever been uh, uh you know i've ever bored witness to um so definitely something worth you know saluting them for what a year for eastern <laughs> michigan athletics and i don't mean i don't mean the the folks but at ypsilanti but i just mean like um i just mean michigan fans who are also detroit lions fans yeah like it's got to be their best ever like in the history of ever I'm not going to do yeah. the the research to see like when Detroit was good, when the Lions were good, and the Wolverines were good. But this had to be tops. All right, let's to flip. Let's flip this coin over because the next one is my toughest one. This was really. The one, oh my god, yeah, this you, wasn't for me. <laughs> you and I were joking about how some of these were tough, and I said, I said I, the toughest one for me was Michigan State. Um, and, and the answer I ended up coming up with was the dissolution of the big, uh, the dissolution of the Big Ten East. That is the best thing that has happened for them. And quite frankly, they were starting every season pretty much with four losses, uh, you know, spreading that spreading that pool, um, you know, of teams that you're going to play is really going to help dilute some of their guaranteed losses year in, year out. Um, so their strength of schedule is going to get a little bit easier. And as a result, that's probably going to help them be a more consistent bowl team. So for me, it, it's it's mid mid tier quarterback play. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Brian Hoyer, Drew Stanton, Kirk Cousins. Jeff Smoker. <laughs> Jeff Smoke. I mean, again, I rip on the guy, but you know how many countless hours of content this podcast has got off Peyton Thorne and Brian Lurkey? Rocky Lombardi. Right. Exactly. This this university produces the best mid-tier quarterbacks, both at the NFL and the Big Ten level. And for that, thumbs up, Michigan Salute. State. Thumbs up to you. Mid-tier quarterback play at two levels. <laughs> Kirko Chains, baby. Kirko Chains. Uh Another right. school that did not have a good uh, quarterback season last year, nope. um, Minnesota. They at least got a new quarterback coming in who they're hoping will change those fortunes. Um, but for them, I think the biggest change they've had in the last, what is it, five five years or so, is that new stadium. Uh, Minnesota football is meant to be played outside and meant to have an, an imposing home field advantage. And I don't care... I, uh, we're purposefully avoiding PJ Fleck talk here because we're going to keep things positive. God um, damn it. <laughs> that is Minnesota football. It's outside. It's cold. It's bare knuckle. It's linemen wearing short sleeves, not or lubing up their arms or whatever it is. You know, that is Minnesota football and it should be outside. And it's a pretty cool stadium. I don't want to go there in November, but you know, maybe send me out there in September and uh and and I'd be love I'd be loving that. Yeah. So Minnesota was also a pretty easy one for me. Um and I'll start with something that's only gonna make sense to me. Um, do you Seth, you play fantasy football? I got I talk about yeah. it all the time on this podcast. Marion Barber oh. single handedly won me a fantasy football championship. 
And when you single-handedly win me a fantasy football championship, you're goaded for life. Like, you are goaded for life. So Marion Barber, for me, is what I think of that I can be. I'd say, you know what, Minnesota? You gave me Marion Barber. Wow. So I got two more. One for my wife. Sasha would like to chime in. Um, Eric Decker. Um, mm. she, she, she watched their reality show. I was, was, was going to say, I think wife. a lot of wives chime in on that one. Um, so Eric Decker says Sasha and then come on. The gopher is hilarious. Like it's yeah. just, oh, it's not a good mascot, but the gopher, it, it's, it's a hilarious ma- mascot. Um, so props on you to have a hilarious mascot. Lean into it. Um, can we also mention, uh, what is it? A- an RIP to, uh, to Marion Barber. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. he also had a there was a criminal issue there at the end too, wasn't there with the Bears? I remember that being was... not sure. He won me a fantasy football championship. Yeah, all I but anyways, about. good for what, you. What remember a the run good times. of good times, running good times. backs the Dallas yeah. Cowboys had there for a while. Well, and Minnesota had for a while. I mean, that yeah. was the oh, that was a Lawrence Maroney flamed out yep. with the Patriots, but he was a stud. Oh goodness, Lawrence yes. Maroney was good. All right, let's get to let's go to Nebraska, which this was Talk a little flaming out. This was a little tough for me. It was a little tougher. Yeah, I got creative. Okay, let's hear it. Boy, do they have good road support? I mean, they just send those busloads of people out there, and they show up. I mean, every city they come to, they just got busloads of people. Yes, they do. They travel well, and they're relatively nice. They're relatively, you're really grasping at straws on that one. Um, for me, um, I don't remember the year. You'll know this because because you're you're you and Newman both are like stumped the Schwab level of trivia smart. But Eric Crouch won his Heisman '97. Sounds right. '96, '97, '98. I mean, yeah, come on, that... we were ten. Like I pretended to be Eric. Crouch. Like at that time, I was probably. Late elementary school, middle school, I was, they actually let me play quarterback still in youth football. Like, I pretended to be Eric Crouch, right? He couldn't really throw, but he could run. He was fun. Um, so, Eric Crouch. Holy Nebraska. hell, that was 2001. No way. Yeah. Well, crap. That, I mean, I was still been 13. Yeah. I don't I think I was quarterback was... then because that's what that's eighth grade. I stopped playing quarterback after sixth grade because I kind of stopped growing. But he would have been, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he was like a three-year starter, so it would have been that that first year. Yeah, ninety-nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Eric mm-hmm. Crouch, and then here's here's a pot shot at both Nebraska and IU. So this cancels out. This actually counts as not mean or nice. Um, being IU basketball's equivalent, right? So thank you, Nebraska, for existing. So you know when people, you know when everyone's like, ah, oh, IU basketball is one and one. We're just Nebraska. We're just Nebraska football. We can turn it around. Just need the right coach and the right support. Northwestern, I had one word for. Braun. Yeah. Whoever that guy is. I still don't know who he is. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I I, I had to look up his first name again. Great but season. that guy. Great season. What he did. Yeah. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. I don't. I hope he doesn't continue. Um, I hope they come back down to earth because you know Purdue plays them pretty much every year. Uh, but yeah, hey, good for him. So I couldn't. I I don't have a player. I don't really have anything necessarily oh. football based. But 
if I wanted to make a career out of broadcasting, you're either going to Syracuse, Miami, or Northwestern. Mm. Um, for those that don't know, right? I'm you only hear it every broadcast, but if you don't know, um, names like um, Greeny, um, Rachel, Rachel Nichols, Mike Wilbon. Here's something that I knew or found out. I love sports. Sports are my favorite hobby. But I was a huge Game of Thrones fan. George R.R. R. Martin went to Northwestern. Did not know that. Did not know that. Had a, I didn't read the books. Watched the show. Loved the show. George R.R. R. Martin. Thank you, Northwestern. On you. That's nice. Yeah, this next one it. killed me. This next one absolutely oh, killed me. Go for it then. It was tough. So... I feel like people who listen to the show could probably write a book on me. Um, so, but if if you don't listen to enough, you know I'm from Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Terrell Pryor yep, put Jeanette, Pennsylvania, on the map. Nobody knew where Jeanette, Pennsylvania, was before Terrell Pryor. Um, so nice on you, Terrell. Nice on you, Ohio State. Uh, also, like maybe this is. Two backhanded compliments, but you carried the Ohio State has carried the Big Ten's water for a long time. Let's just be honest. Um, there there has been down years, and 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 Ohio State's carried that water. And they're also just easy to root for. Like, thank you for being easy to root for or root against. Holy cow, how did I make that mistake? Ohio State, thank you for being easy to root against. Thank you for being the someone has to be the villain. And Ohio State's an easy villain to be. You about broke my neck on that. I was like, I'm about to go. I was just looking at my notes and I just whiplash trying to get back to make sure I heard that. Um, So at my school, the school we mimicked a lot in our uniforms was the Ohio State Buckeyes. We had the stars on the jersey, um, except for we had the Vikings helmets. Um, And we had uh, little Vikings on our uh, uh, helmet stickers. And the one thing that I was always a little bit jealous of was that little buck nut. A little buck, buck nut's cool. On that, a little sticker on that, on that helmet sticker. Those are the coolest helmet stickers. And, you know, when I was a kid, you know, they would load those up like what one side first and then they'd go to the other side and you'd have like Katz and Moyer or whoever. There'd be like three or four players who would just be completely covered on both sides. And you'd be like, yeah, that's who I want to be. I want to be the guy who has all the damn helmet stickers, all those buck nuts. Yeah. You can't have enough buck nuts. Um, <laughs> jump to Oregon. Uh, thank you for allowing people to know who other Fairweather fans are. Oh, goodness. every Every person that I know that likes Oregon, I'm like, you haven't watched a game. Like, they're, I'm, I'm 79% sure you have not watched a game. So thank you, Oregon, uh, for for making it easy to point out people that don't really know anything. Um, actual compliments. Thank you uh, for helping the Big Ten's arms race. Top tier mascot. The duck is great. ESPN commercials on the sidelines. Top tier mascot. And this is a Steelers exclusive. Dennis Dixon. Dennis yes. Dixon. Mm-hmm. Would have won the Heisman if you wanted to tore his knee. Maybe. Yeah, I had a Nike design team and and the mascot. You're absolutely right. It's it's top tier mascot. The quack, 
uh, the quacker backers. Uh, you put a leather helmet on a duck. It's fantastic. All of this is great stuff. Um, and, and as far as you were saying, the fair weathered fandomness is this is a team and a school and a program whose marketing department is light years ahead of their field production, talent, quality, whatever you want to justify that by. And they've had a pretty good basketball program. They've had a pretty decent football program. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's light years ahead from a marketing capital standpoint than what it is on an on-field product. And if you can be that from an, you know, from a collegiate property standpoint, you know, again, salute and having Nike and have Phil Knight just absolutely being your champion and getting to try out every single, you know, some of those are some brain fart ideas from Nike. You don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, if they're 50, 50 on them, half of those are, are, about the best damn uniform you're going to see every season. So, I mean, um, if we're comparing Nike versus Adidas, it's it's not even close. Oh, it's not even close. Not even, not even close. What is a close? I mean, Jordan, Jordan brand. Yeah, Jordan because it's simplicity. It's clean. They just do things in a very like old school way that I like. It's very traditional. All right, let's go to Penn State here. Oh, speaking uh, of traditional, right? So again, this. This is this is our show. I barely anyone will remember even who this is. I owned a Zach Mills jersey, a Zach Mills jersey. Speaking of Eric Crouch, what? <laughs> yeah, I, that's a mm-mm. doesn't even ring the bell. You shouldn't. Yeah, shouldn't. Um, Lavar Arrington. Yeah, he's the first player that mm-hmm. jumps in my mind when when thinking of Penn State football. And for me, it's the college experience. Happy Valley is a college town. Happy Valley is absolute like idyllic, and as far as um, geography, aesthetic, the whiteout, the fan support, the the the, the I won't call it a top tier mascot, but it's a classic mascot, classic colors, classic jerseys. So I, I feel like it is everything that is the college football experience. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think that. Um, oh goodness. I had recruiting consistency and the NFL pipeline, the way that they are consistently able to churn out or sorry, recruit high level talent, convert them then into frontline high tier NFL prospects. It's fantastic. If you look at the rosters, they have one at every single position group almost. And you look up and down rosters and then on this team that they currently have again, uh, at least two running backs who have pro potential, probably the top pro, you know, pro style quarterback coming out next year. Again, if he, go, if he chooses to come out, um, they have offensive linemen in this year's draft. They have defensive linemen almost every year. You one of your favorite DBs from Penn state, um, Abdul Carter, you know, is going to be a top flight middle linebacker, or maybe, you know, they can convert him to kind of a Micah Parsons type role. They have the kind of cogs and pieces that are fun. Even when they steal prospects from other schools like Chop Robinson, these guys end up being really good players who go on Again, Some of these are going to be, you know, projecting out still, um, but projecting out to be uh, really good, at least prospects coming into the NFL. Um, so the pipeline and the consistency is just fantastic. There's no down years at Penn State. I mean, not obviously, from talent, not from a talent perspective. They may go six and six, but it's not because of talent. Right. We're being nice today, Seth. We're being nice today. Being nice today. All right, let's jump to Purdue. I'll go first. Um, I'll go first. 
Um, uh, one thing this is this is gonna be mean, but keep stuttering. I love this. This is great. Kyle Orton's face, nice, <laughs> nice. I don't know. Drew Brees's mole, Aiden McConnell's mustache. I can keep going. I won't. But like, if you look at every pen or every Purdue quarterback, just something about their face is hilarious. They're a little me. broken, aren't they? <laughs> just, I don't know. Like literally, like I was just going through Purdue quarterbacks, and I was just like, "This, this is fun. I'm having a great time." Um, one of my best friends uh, here in Indianapolis, um, he is a Commanders fan, and he has not Ugh. had a great run of years. But Ryan Kerrigan yep. is in his top five all time uh, Commanders players. Um, so I have to say Ryan Kerrigan for him. And then Purdue gave us Mike Allstott. Come on. Mike Allstott. Amazing. So I'm going Purdue quarterback face traits, Ryan Kerrigan and Mike Allstott. Well, I'm going to take you back here. What do they (laughs) call it? What do they call Purdue? The cradle of quarterbacks. Yeah. Let's go back to a different type of cradle. Child, child cradle here. You know, you're in your cradle growing up. What's one of the first toys you play with? It's a train, isn't it? Playing with a little conductor, little little conductor engine. You're going choo-choo. You're going toot-toot. As an adult, I get to do that still. As an adult, I still get to love trains. Choo-choo, MFR. It's fantastic. I love it. I love the little railroad crossing. I love the goofy little engine. I love all the toot toot whistles. It's fantastic. I don't care what you think. It's a great little brother thing, and we get to bother you with it all the time. And now we got our fancy little light show that bothers Brag. Oh, it's so much fun. Choo choo trains. They're awesome. Do we shout out the moon? Should we shout out the moon? Maybe shout out the moon. NASA. Still not convinced. No, just kidding. It absolutely happened. <laughs> Go to Rutgers. <laughs> um, speaking of hilarious, I can't get enough. It's all over social media, no matter what your favorite social media is. But the way Isaiah Pacheco runs is the funniest. I'm sure you guys have all seen it of the lizard trying to run across the tile floor. It is it is top tier. Rutgers gave us Isaiah Pacheco. I was Isaiah Pacheco gave us running, and his running is hilarious. Um, I couldn't think of any other football ones. Um, but doing the research, similar to George R. R. Martin, Rutgers actually gave us James Gandolfini. I didn't realize James Gandolfini actually went there. He put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so James Gandolfini, and then again, not a big soccer guy, but I can appreciate it. Carly Lloyd. One of the most U.S. women's Hall of Famers, Harley Lloyd from Rutger. Um, I had timing. Okay. They went on their run in the late 2000s uh, with the Big East, and then they transferred to the ACC, whatever that process was. What a glow up. And it coincided perfectly. With this giant hard on that the Big Ten had about going after giant East Coast media markets. And 
if it wasn't just this desperate cash grab and this perfect timing of Rutgers football glowing up, as you said, coinciding at the exact right moment, Rutgers is not a Big Ten school. They are not a Big Ten quality program. They are not a Big Ten quality university. However, because of that mutual coinciding of desperation and glow up, Rutgers is a Big Ten university. Congratulations on great timing. Timing's everything. Success? You could be the smartest person in the world if you have bad timing and you don't have a shot. You don't have a shot. Mm-mm. Timing in life is everything. Relationships, professional, even sports. Right? Timing's everything. I love it. Jump to UCLA. This might just be a me thing. I would love to hear Bragg's opinion on this. I think they have awesome colors. In high school, I had a UCLA hat that I wore. The blue. It was blue with the with the gold uh, lettering. I like UCLA's colors. And again, I'm going to get a lot of hate saying this in an Indiana podcast, but I'm always thankful for Maurice Jones-Drew for knocking out the Colts. That was awesome. That was awesome. Jaguars. Just went single-handedly beat Peyton Manning. Thank you, UCLA. Without you, there is no MGD. Without MGD, the Colts have more success. Uh, my wife calls me uh, her version of Adam Sandler in that I love wearing like basketball shorts and a T-shirt. It's like my my go-to, and I'll always buy like you know college shorts. And uh, the favorite one I just bought, and she was a give. She gave me credit for was my ucla shorts she really really liked them great um so yeah um i had the same two for ucla and usc though um so let's segue i'll you know double dip on these here we go um it's the weather and the time zone um and with that the recruiting base that is southern california and again that's what a lot of these schools think that they're getting access to now is that they're having an easy operation uh at least one maybe two games west coast every single year um so getting that time zone getting that weather when you're in november when you're having a you know a what is it first week of december conference championship game that you can now play in la somewhere on the west coast start the game at five o'clock local time um there is a huge benefit um, to that specific condition. And again, I think the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl are actually pretty gross venues and probably aren't, are probably some of the worst college football venues and the fans do not support the teams. And you can tell that they're kind of afterthoughts in the community, but it's still Southern California in November and a hell of a lot better than St. Paul, Madison, uh, Ann Arbor, and Piscataway. Piscataway. Always just always got the uh, rough end of the stick there. Yeah, with USC for me, I mean, I've heard the Rose Bowl to dump, but it's still the Rose Bowl, right? I mean, mm-hmm. ev- yeah. everybody is, it's, it's everyone's goal, you know, for 90% of the Big Ten is, is to get to the Rose Bowl, right? So, and now that is a big, a soul. Big 10 entity. That's huge. It's like getting one of the uh, seven wonders of the world of college football, right? Because now you got the horseshoe, you got happy Valley. You got the big house. You got camp Randall. 
you got the Rose Bowl, right? I mean, you the venues that the Big Ten now boasts is is unbelievable. I said this with Oregon. Also, thank you for the arms race. Big Ten was losing. They were losing the arms race when SEC added Texas and Oklahoma. Well, we added USC and Oregon. And quite frankly, I think that put us now above. I I, I think as brands, I think they're neck and neck. And I think going coast to coast makes the Big Ten now more appealing than uh, than the, than the SEC. And that's all because of USC and Oregon. So, yeah. And, and, the, and the, the final piece of that puzzle of that ad of that kind of additional growth prospect is Washington. And the coolest thing about Washington right now, aside from the fact that they are uh, a reigning national runner up um, and, you know, they're going through their own complete rehaul right now um, is sail gating. I mean, you go out there and they have a day game, an afternoon game, and you're able to see those boats. You're able to see the parties that happen on those docks on those really nice yachts. There is something fantastic about that. And again, I am another big fan of their mascot. You give me a dog mascot. You give me a husky, something I want to cuddle with, something I want to pet its chin, rub its head. Um, That's a winner for me nine times out of 10. Uh, Let's round that up to 99 times out of 100. Let's give that to guarantee on that. Um, And and I'm a big fan of um, the Pacific Northwest in general. So if you give me another opportunity to go out there as a destination, um, you know, more opportunity, the better for me. Yep. I uh, agree with you on dog mascots. I'm I'm a sucker for for dog mascots. It's the only redeeming thing about Butler. It's the terriers. University. It's the terriers. That's the one out of the hundred that I'm just not sold on. The Boston University terriers, the Wofford terriers. Yeah, Ter- terriers are kind of annoying dogs. Mm-hmm. Bottom tier dog. Albany honest. Great Danes. I'm okay with that. Oh, love but Great Danes. The terriers just <sighs> love a Great Dane. Um, but honestly, I mean, for for Washington, Michael Penix, Michael Penix talk about him later i'll save it but michael Penix, michael Penix can't say it enough thank you washington for giving him a platform to be able to show who he is and what he can do michael Penix, the apple cup i know that isn't exclusively a washington thing but underrated rivalry underrated rivalry and then um i want to give a shout out sasha and i one time went on vacation to maui for the maui invitational there was a group there um, of friends that were all Washington University alums, and they were awesome to party with. Just also like, I know very little Washington alums. The six I know were awesome people. So I find um, that easy to believe. Like that is not a surprising thing that like UW alumni would be like cool, chill party dudes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I want to I want to hit on because I love sailgating. I never heard that before. I'm going to steal that and give you no credit. I love sailgating. Um, man, does the does the tailgating at Wisconsin, when they get out the boats, the pontoon boats out there, just rocking. Um, Wisconsin for me, like partying on boats, top three partying for me, mm-hmm. honestly, partying on boats. Anywhere near water. Yeah. Whether that's a rage on a pontoon boat or a sunset catamaran, like – there's just something about drinking on a boat that's incredible. I also want to give thank you for being a very, very tough school. Um, it waitlisted my wife. My wife probably goes to Wisconsin instead of Indiana. Aww. 
So, so thanks sliding doors of your life. Thank you, Wisconsin, for being a very tough, but more important than that, thank you for TJ Watt. Um, <laughs> hope she didn't hear that. Thank you, TJ Watt. You're you are a top five stealer for me. Um, uh, all the Watts went there, JJ, Derek, but mostly TJ. So thank you, Wisconsin, A plus plus on uh, producing the Watts. So I first had um, offensive line consistency and offensive identity, but that hasn't really been the case the last few years. So I had to cross that off. I think that was one of the few things over the last 20 or 30 years that you could say about, you could just chalk up to Wisconsin, always having a good offensive line and knowing that they're going to be a, a, a power run um, offensive line, you know, big offensive line uh, football team. And that's kind of gone away a little bit. I, I fickle may try to reestablish that, but, what ends up being the saving grace of Wisconsin time in and time out, it's Madison. It is the town of Madison itself. It's being able to go there, have a spotted cow, being able to just enjoy some of that fatty, you know, heart artery clogging cheese. Um, it's a great time. And it's something that, you know, again, jump around's fine, whatever, but, the atmosphere in Madison on a college weekend. It's, it's a good, it's a really good time. hundred percent. All right. You ready to get to Indiana? Let's I'm gonna not a, have a good time. I'm going to get a little sentimental here. Oh no. And, and so first I hadn't, I'd obviously tailgated with my family for Steelers games. It's wild. IU is the best tailgating school. I've been to, Probably half a dozen. It's the best college tailgating experience. I know they've cracked down on things. I don't want to be back in my day guy. Nothing. If I look back on my college experience, tailgating was my number one. Better than Kilroy's. Better than this, that, or the other. Tailgating. My favorite memory in Indiana. Um... Penix, again, he is my favorite IU player of all time. Hands down, favorite IU player of all time. I never felt like we could, lo- could lose a game with him under center. I haven't felt that way since. Didn't feel that way before. Michael Penix. And then um, this podcast, the listeners, but mostly my my friendship with with you, you and Bragg. I didn't know you two guys. I knew Chelsea from through Sasha, obviously. I would have never known you guys without this podcast. Would have never known you guys. So thank you, Indiana football, for creating two friendships. That means a lot. Now you have to be nice. After I said that, you now have to be nice. All right. I think you just helped me out, actually. (laughs) Because I think what you did was emblematic of the point that I am trying to make is did you just hear Brandon get emotional about uh, what were you three and nine football team about the friendships that he created because of three wins and and about that one year was it three years ago (laughs) and and that guy who hasn't been on the team but did really well and he's still happy for him do you hear those low standards oh not nice. Do you hear how easy to please an IU football fan is? That's all they want. 
they just want a guy to come in, have a good time, give him a shot at winning six games a year, have a couple guys go on to the pros so they can go, so that Brad can text me on Sunday late in the season when we're on our fourth center. And he's like, hey, the Bears, they're starting Dan Feeney. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, we're going to get our asses kicked this week, but okay. <laughs> or, you know, Nick Westbrook, Akine, you know, I, oh, I pick him he up. He always is one, good for a waiver wire. Right. Pickup. I pick him up for one week and he goes one for 15 on six targets. And you're just like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> and then the next week he goes six for one fifteen and two. And you're just like, God, my timing sucks. Um, everything. And, <laughs> and Brad goes, hey, you know, he hits for me. Um, you know, and it's just those kinds of things um, that you guys are looking for. And it, and it's so easy. And I talk to you guys on Twitter. I talk to you guys at the tailgates. Um, the fans aren't looking for some miracle. They're not looking for some unrealistic expectation. It's not like Ohio State and Michigan where you go 11 and one and the sky is caving in and Ryan Day needs to get rode out of here on a rail and he's get tarred and feathered and, you know, run out of town. And, uh, you know, uh, Michigan didn't win against Ohio State for three years and they're ready to get rid of Harbaugh. Let's give up on this experiment. Oh my God, I can't believe that we've given him three years and he hasn't beaten Ohio State and other champions. You know, there's this very high expectation that a lot of these programs have you don't have that at iu and the benefit of that is is you you have a guy who comes in here leads them to a top 20 season they'll build a statue for him absolutely you do it two two or three times you get in the top 12 you get one you get one playoff appearance here and you're the best coach in program history they're naming the field after you the expectations here are easy to come in not easy that's not the right word um but they're low enough to come into and really light up a fan base and to really, you know, if you can get energy and excitement here, it'll do something for your career that um, will propel you forward and eventually may make IU an ultimate landing program for, for somebody else. Um, but as of right now, just the optimism that you guys have, the eagerness to please, it's, it's a really cute little thing you guys have. And if Coach Sig can come in here and be that spark, get you guys lifted, um, you know, I really think that's going to be something that, you know, it doesn't take much. Um, so that's fun. You guys got something. We and, do. And coming off what you had, doesn't that feel good? It does. So I was, I mean, I was joking. So, I mean, the Steelers have another. I guess you can call it another Tomlin season. Um, so I'm not so excited about them. The 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 Penguins are in the twilight. Indiana basketball is what it is. Indiana basketball is, or Indiana football is the arrow pointing up the most in my life right now. And I think that's that's probably more sad for me. But, but like you said, the bar's low. Let's jump to Brando's Randos. Um, I got quick ones here, quick ones here because I think we all want to we want to get out of here as soon as possible. But before we do that, we do need a word from our sponsor. Now back to the show, Seth. I got one football question and then three vacation questions. Why does the second high school recruiting period exist? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um. I used to think it was because kids would change their minds or they'd see the actual list. They'd be like, Oh, they got three other receivers. I, I wasn't expecting that. 
I'm the third receiver. I need to go somewhere else. Like with the proliferation of recruiting services, all that stuff is known now. There are very few surprises come signing day. Um, but I think this is a little bit of a, I, I think there's classically an overreaction usually when these things start to happen. And uh, I think so eventually something will be probably phased out once this kind of NIL and transfer portals and all those things get more and more, I don't want to say exposed. That's not the right word, but you know, we get more exposure to it and it becomes more of a clear process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those become kind of a, a transition period that, that eventually goes away, but I don't have no idea. I, 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 I probably it's the indecision. You know, so many 17, 18, 19 year old kids have to make up decisions and it's tough. And so you just got to give them more chances to make up their mind. Yep. Yeah. I, I, again, it was yesterday for most people. I bet you didn't know that I, you got nobody. I don't know how many schools. I, I don't know if there were any headlines. The, the signing day was yesterday. And, per, and- Purdue got a Juco wide receiver. A six five guy. That was about it. Yeah, very few. I don't understand why. I I think, and I think that's something the NCAA has to tighten up is is their their recruiting periods. We've talked about the transfer portal, but what I want to know is first off, how would you make? Did you do Airbnb? Did you do all inclusive? Did you do resort? What'd you do? We did a resort. Yeah, we did an on the beach resort. Um, not in one of the main cities. So uh, it was definitely a tourist area. Don't get me wrong. Um, but we went to Negril and we didn't go to like, you know, Montego Bay or Ocho Rios or any of those places. So a little bit further away, um, but it was very nice. Yeah. What does vacationing look like for your family? Oh, boy. So this was a family vacation. So this was a little bit different. So, um, you know, it was the all encompassing entire in-law network. Um, and then a couple of their friends as well. So it was, we were like the big group that always had to have things planned out and, you know, had to have your reservations in advance. It wasn't one of those things where you could just be like, well, we're going to wake up today and figure it out. It was like, okay, how do you, how do you like the vacation? Um, so for my birthday last year, I, I gave myself a staycation. I gave myself a week at home. That was the, I, I went to, uh, I got a massage. I got a pedicure. I got a tattoo. I got, well, I got a couple of tattoos. Uh, it was the best week. I did absolutely nothing um, other than those things, obviously. It was just like a treat yourself week. Yeah. I, uh, that was awesome. Um, I'm a mountain. I'm a lake kind of guy. Um, so if you get me out in Colorado where I can just kind of sit there and watch the watch the trees, watch the mountains not move. Such you know, an old man. I know. Don't, I mean, that's what I did when I was a kid. I don't want to leave the house. With my, with my old man. When I, when, I, when I leave the house, I want to go to a mountain and I want to no sit in a chair. No matter how hard, we always end up just like our father somehow. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just, I, I don't think you and I, I can ever go on vacation. No, I don't think you and You're I can ever, I'm, I'm, a, I'm tropical. Has to be okay. tropical. All right. Preferably an all-inclusive resort. And I like to pack up. So I'm going to, I'm going to make this quick because again, this is long, but. This is my ideal day, ideal day, right? You wake up about 6.30, 6.30 a.m., right? Why are you waking that early? It's not to go work out. It's not to go do yoga, right? You want to get to that buffet. You want to get to that buffet, and you're going to get the best food. You need the best food because you need a base. Because what are you going to have at, at 7 o'clock? You're going to have a, a mimosa. mimosa. You're going to have yeah. a mimosa. God, for sure. this coming. Got a mimosa at seven o'clock. 
but you can't drink too much, right? It, it's just a it's just a perk, yeah, right? Because at seven thirty, you're meeting in the lobby and you're going on an excursion. Maybe you're going on a hike. Maybe you're going snorkeling. Maybe you're going scuba diving. Maybe you're going whitewater rafting. You're doing so, you're doing something intense, riding mm-hmm. riding you know RVs on the beach. Um, you're doing something just awesome from about eight to about eleven thirty. Eight to eleven. Get back to the resort. You're going to eat again. You're going to eat again. You just sweat. You just you did activities for three hours. You're going to eat. So is it beer or cocktail though? Here, what what's with the lunch? You're getting a club sandwich. You're getting you need something. You need something. You need something refreshing. So yeah, it's cocktail, but maybe something with orange juice or uh-huh. tomato juice uh-huh. or something with sunset in the name. Something yeah. with like, but, but it has uh, to be semi healthy. Right? Yeah, it, okay. it's it's definitely a cocktail, but something uh-huh. healthy. Yeah, because Pineapple guess what? Juice, right? Yeah, because yeah. because you're going to the pool right after that. You're going to the pool from about one to four, and that's when you're having four to six beers like it's every and you're not getting out of the pool there is no getting out of the pool no matter how many beers nope. you have you're not getting out of that pool no nope. no nope. so you do that from the lines on that yeah uh-huh. you do that from one to four mm-hmm. right but then you gotta go back to the room you haven't been back to the room nappy since poo this is nappy poo time exactly it's okay it's okay. nap shit shower shave dinner all all while possibly a cocktail or two in the room while getting ready Possibly a cocktail or two while getting in the ready. Then you're going to your lubrication. Nice, then you're going to a nice steakhouse. You dress up. So this is dress up. You get formal wear. No, this is Tommy Bahama. And, oh and, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are. <laughs> I don't think I've buttoned my shirt. No, since why noon. would you? No, no, no. Not button my shirt since your noon. Belly button's got to breathe, baby. <laughs> Go to a nice dinner, right? So that's from about five to seven. Wine. Wine during dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wine uh-huh. during Classy. dinner. Classy. That's. I mean, that's the classic move. But right. nightcap dessert. No. Then you're going to a show, and that's oh. when the cocktails start flowing. Oh. You're going to a fire show. So you're skipping the dessert with. You're skipping the old fashioned with dessert. You're going straight to the. You're going straight to the sphere. Yeah. You're going right to the show. You're going right to the show. You do that from about eight to ten. You get back. This is where the dessert comes in. You get a slice of cake, you get ice cream, and you probably do an old fashioned or something, right? You eat your ice cream, you eat your cake, you pass out by no. 10, 10 30. Oh, do you do that in the restaurant, like in the lobby bar? No, you do that in the room. That's room oh, service after no, the show. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Right. So sometimes you do that in the in the lobby bar, and then you get the road pop for the way home. You get that one last yeah. cocktail for the for that elevator ride. Just to fade off. So that was four minutes. But yeah, then you sleep from 1030 to 630. You get your nice eight hours of sleep. So you're rested to do the same thing the next day. That's how I vacation. I do not. Yeah, we're not. not, No, I do not waver from the script ever. Unless we're going to like. You're not a baseball guy, are you? I'm a Pirates fan, so no. I was going to say, unless you and I went to like a Cubs Rockies three game set in Denver, that would be the only way I would hang with you in that. Where we yeah. just get up, ha- have a little morning excursion, go yeah. to a day game, get just sloshed on whatever, get tons of dogs in us. And then at night, just be like, all right, where are we going in Denver? Yeah. But the key thing on a vacation, is you got to get to bed early. 
Like nothing yeah. good happens. You got to no. get like if you're up past 11, 12 o'clock, you're ruining your next day. Yes. You cannot root like you can't have a rage night on a vacation. At least in my experience, you got to no. get that eight hours. Of sleep. And everyone always goes way too hard the first night. That's you can't all rookie move. Rookie move. Last question I have here. What's the worst part of Florida you've ever been to? You've lived you've lived in Florida. What's the worst part of Florida you've ever been to? Um I'd say anywhere within about three hours of Jacksonville. Just put put a dot on Jacksonville, drive, you know, take that 180 mm. mile, 60, you know, 60 miles per hour, three three hours, 180 mile, do the circumference like that. Anywhere in that circumference, that's the bad part. And then anything on the southwest side, too, yeah. all the way down the coast. <laughs> you get, like, south of Fort Myers, and it gets bad. <laughs> Real bad until you hit the keys. I was in a wedding, not in a wedding, went to a wedding this past weekend, and I went to Plant City, Florida. Oh, that's in that cone. Worst part of Florida I've ever been to. There's three things that Plant City had. It was meth labs, trailer parks, and occasional baseball softball fields that's it at our hotel which was a Marriott hotel adult softball or or kids softball adult softball there there was an entire like team staying at our hotel the finest options within 15 minutes taco bell Uh wendy's mcdonald's Uh oh we went we went to a bar after the wedding it was a bullet hole from the inside of the bar we went to shooting your way out yeah huh yeah Plant City, Florida. Never want to go back. Never wow. want to go back. That's it for Good Brando's for Randos. All right. Um, so instead of doing Sussack, we are going to just segue straight into our Super Bowl predictions and our recommended prop bets. Um, so I'll start. So we have the Chiefs. And who else are they playing? The Niners. Here we go. Um, I'll start with 31-21 Chiefs. That's my prediction. And then my recommended prop bets, um, George Karloftis with a sack. I am also a fan of uh, squares. I do believe in 1-1 for the squares for anything but the first and second quarters, the third and fourth. Let's do that. See, I'm a double zero guy. That's prime okay. real estate, though. That's prime. Yeah. That's, that's a tough yeah. square to get. I mean, you're going, and then I also like uh, points in every quarter, not uh, not specific to one team, just points in every quarter. Yep. So I'm I'm total opposite on you this one. I'm, I'm actually barely teasing up. I'm teasing up San Francisco a point to minus three, um, which you can get for plus one twenty on DraftKings. So I like the Niners minus three. I think I think they're just a better team. Uh, I think they're uh, too many weapons. Shanahan finally breaks through. Ultimately, the Chiefs aren't a good team. The, the AFC was fake good this year. Um, teams like the Bills, teams like the Ravens, just the Browns just weren't really good. They weren't really good teams, to be completely honest. So um, the Chiefs being here isn't a surprise. San Francisco was the best team to win it. I hope you're right. Uh, not me. I mean, they tie the Steelers if they win. So that's, that's a little bit of a bummer. Um, 
I'm staying away from Gatorade. It's a fun one. Everyone does it. What I like, just because of the payout, Travis Kelsey shut out for plus 2,000. Plus 2,000 for Kelsey to go catchless. I think that is going to be the Niners' entire strategy. The Niners have the safeties and the linebackers Mm -hmm. to shut Kelsey down. So what, Greenlaw and... uh, Lenore? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's plus 2,000 for a reason. It's probably not going to happen, but I think that's worth a $5 bet for Kelsey to be absolutely shut out. Um, I like that. Uh, Another bet that I've taken is... um, Tra- or uh, CMC to get 30 plus rushing yards in both halves. Ooh. I think the second half's a lock, but I think mm-hmm. they're going to want to establish. How do you beat Mahomes? You keep the ball away from yep. him. Ball control, right? absolutely. So I think that if if he's healthy, w- wait to see if he's healthy, but I think he is. I think CMC 30 yards in each half, you can get at plus 110. So plus who's money. Their, who's their backup, Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, he barely does. Um, I know, but I also like him potentially getting a anytime TD. Yeah. Scavenger. He's a yep. good one. Another one, another nice plus money one. I like both teams to get a rushing touchdown mm. um, for plus 100. Um, okay. Right. CMC is going to get his. It's right. just the Chiefs don't run the ball in the red zone, but I could see Mahomes getting. I could see. I could see Mahomes, whether that's a sneak or that's a rollout. Uh, Mahomes is going to have to do it all, so it wouldn't surprise me if Mahomes scores one on his feet, which is why I have him also, let me see if I can get to it, as a anytime touchdown scorer, which you can get at plus 425. Um, so th- those, are the, those are the props I like. That's the game I like. I, I'm going to be rooting for the Chiefs. I just don't think how, I don't see how they get it done. All right. Um, also, Academy Awards betting is on there. They are proclaiming that Oppenheimer is a heavy favorite, um, but it has been out way too long. Academy Awards uh, voters always like to think they're smarter than everybody else. So um, the holdovers, I'm, there's there's good money there, too. Dark Horse. All right. Love it, everyone. All right. Well, that's all we got today. I think Bragg will be back next week. It'll be back to a, a semi-normal show. Again, like I said, we'll go over visitors. We'll go over commits. We'll go over to um, recruiting prospects. All of those IU football directly related topics. Until then, be sure to check out the pod on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere you find your podcast at Happy Hour IUFB, and make sure to follow our partner at Big Banter for all the latest updates involving all the other great top-notch pods that cover all the other teams of the conference. Be sure to download, follow, rate, and review on all platforms. And as well, always, cheers, guys. Cheers.